Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. Hey, Maximizers, Kurt Mortensen here. Let's talk about the science of change, the power of habit. Does goal setting even work? It's the new year, so top of the year to everyone. Maybe you went through a lot of junk, a lot of failures last year, weird things happening in the world, but this is the time. This is your now. Let's talk about how to get there. Now, last year at this time, I talked about the science of goals and why most people fail with goals. They can work, but goals can also destroy. And it's all about change. There's something you want to change. How do you do that? How do you get it to stick? How do you take your life and income to the next level? Now, this is a function of self-persuasion, which is something we talk about on the shows. We talk about the key life skills we should have learned in school. The key skills successful people have, as we know, success is an open book test, and I'm here to give you those answers. So I hope everyone had a good week ready for a new year. I didn't do much of anything this week, which is probably a good thing. Watched some football, ate some fatty foods, got ready for the new year. I did a little here and there, but for the most part, spend time with family and friends, and that's what you're supposed to do this time of year. So let's launch into it. Let's talk about it. Let's take a deep dive. Let's start off with a geeky scholarly article. This comes from Stanford University Psych Central and BJ Fogg about simple steps to create a new habit that sticks, which is going to be a foundation of today's podcast. But let's go to the science. And since we have to wait a few weeks for the gym not to be crowded, I mean, yeah, (laughs) it's true, but that's kind of how it is right now. So good habits are kind of the backbone of success. And your habits, are they good or the bad? Probably is yes, both. You probably have some really good habits that are helping you out. And you have some habits that are pulling you down. So how do you create positive habits? Now, they went in and said set a goal. And that's obvious. Obviously, it has to be a clear goal. I mean, goals can destroy. I'd go back to the archives at MaximizeYourInfluence.com to hear the one from last year where I talked about how goals destroy people when people don't do it the right way. A goal that's not realistic, a goal that's too big in the mind of the person can all be things that destroy your goals. But goals are good, but they have to be clear and they have to be specific. We already know that. So you knew that one. The second one is determine which daily habits will take you there. So, all right, what habits do you need to implement? What habits do you need to create? What habits do you need to change? Number three is trick your brain to cooperate. And you're like, what? Trick your brain? Well, yeah, your brain will sabotage you at times. Because when it comes to weight loss, it's pretty simple. Eat less, move more. How simple can it be? That's so simple. Logically, it's the emotions. It's your brain that gets in the way. So they talk about the biggest obstacle in the way of habit formation is getting started each and every day. That first step, that first thing. So the example they give is if you want to do 30 minutes on a treadmill a day, just start off by standing on it for 10 seconds. Trick your brain, I'm just going to go stand on it. And then you can go to the next step, to the next step. Because if you get your brain to go 30 minutes, it'll probably 
reject you, yell at you, be mad at you, but you're not just going to stand on it for 10 minutes. You're just going to put on your exercise clothes just for now. Those type of things, those little small things, they call it trick your brain to cooperate. What we've also talked about on the show is celebrate your tiny successes. Do anything that's positive to get started on that habit. And then number five is scale up. Achieving a big goal may require several new habits. Take them one at a time. And once a habit is well established, add another one, then another, you build a nice set of habits. And let me put it out to there as we talk about self-persuasion habits. It's much easier to replace a habit than to change a habit. Just putting it out there. Because if you have a habit of eating ice cream late at night, replace it with going for a walk or eating frozen yogurt. So it's easier to have that impulse to know what you need to do just instead of avoiding your life. So if you have a habit you're trying to change, replace it with something else. So when you feel that urge, that temptation to do it, you know exactly what you're going to do. You've replaced it with something else. Just saying, just put it out there. I want to make sure that this is going to be your year. That's our geeky scholarly article. Which brings us to the Persuasion Ninja, which will go to my wife. I had a little part of that, but we'll talk about the Persuasion Ninja. So as you know, I love to boat, and there was an incident this year that required an insurance company, and you know, I'm not going to go into detail. I'll just say after six months, the insurance company was not cooperating. At every corner, resistance, excuses, trying to make it our fault, but no, it's their fault. They promised to pay. They didn't pay. I mean, just a big mess. So what do you do? Now, I'm not a big fan of this tool, this technique, but in some circumstances it works. The higher power, going above somebody's head. Now, this is dangerous in the workplace because when you go above somebody's head, they're going to resent you. It might work for the short term, but if you have to work with this person, it could hurt you. So be very careful to go to somebody's boss or go over someone's head that you have to work with that is going to directly impact you and your relationship. I do not recommend that. Unless it's your last resort, you don't care about this person and maybe you'll never see him again. But higher power can work really well. Again, if you don't have to work with the person again, you'll never see them again. Or the person that you have to ultimately work with is not affected by you going over their head. So this insurance company went over their head and then even went over that person's head. So if that person went to our adjuster and said, hey, get it done, they would get it done because their upper management saying it didn't directly affect our relationship too much. Or this authority called the insurance board, a quick phone call insurance board. They're kind of the regulatory agency for insurance companies. That phone call got somebody out right away to make things happen. And it didn't affect our relationship with the person coming out to do the estimate. They just got a phone call to fix it, to make it happen. See, that was the key here. Now, if the person I was working with got the phone call from the insurance board and their job was on the line or something like that, it probably could affect the relationship. So that's just where I come in. Very cordial, very nice. Come in the house, it's warm. You know, the works, chit-chat, boost the self-esteem by some targeted questions about things that they knew and I didn't. A variety, you know, check out the 12 Laws of Persuasion at Maximum Influence. Used a lot of those. And we got three times more than we expected. So just saying, putting it out there, a couple different tools there. And if you want Maximum Influence, check it out at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. It's the new edition. You get it for free. Pick up a little shipping and handling. That's also the location to take your free Persuasion IQ assessment. 
So check that out. All right, there's our plug. There's our commercial. Let's talk about more about the science of change and the power of habit. Nothing for you. Because ultimately, you want to change a habit. You have this new goal. You want to change something in your life. And you want it really bad. You're going to hit a brick wall. You're going to not feel like doing it. Remember, we're emotional creatures. Logically, things are easy to change. We'll just quit doing it. Stop smoking, lose weight, make more money, just do it. Duh. It's not that easy. I realize that. That's why we're talking about self-persuasion. And you can use many of these tools and techniques to help other people change and to understand more about persuasion and influence, that self-persuasion aspect. I don't know if you read the book, The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. I kind of want to give you 10 ways that you can get your change to stick and to solidify some of these new habits that you want. But let's back up. The power of habit, he talks about the habits emerge because the brain looks for ways to save effort. We know with the brain, it loves habits, good or bad. It makes things easier. It reduces the effort and there's less mental energy. Your brain will do anything not to think sometimes to reduce that mental energy. Because reality, if you look at the calories burned when you're in deep thought and you have to think a lot, that's a lot of energy. That's a lot of effort. And for some reason, your brain doesn't like that. It'll do anything to conserve that effort. And so you've got to take a look at your habits, your change, and make it as easy as possible. And that's the challenge with many of your habits is that they're so ingrained, but you didn't even realize they were happening. I mean, you don't get hundreds of thousand dollars in debt overnight. You don't get 20 pounds overweight overnight. It takes time for the consequences of your habits to show up. And if it's been three years of not eating healthy, and all of a sudden you're 20, 30, 40 pounds overweight, again, that didn't happen overnight. Challenges are expectations as we wanted to change now. So it took me four years to get here, but I wanted to change tomorrow. That's just my personal thought on it. But that's the thing. It takes time for those habits to show up. Imagine if this happened. You went and got a double cheeseburger, some fries, you put them on the plate, and every time you took a bite of that double cheeseburger, all of a sudden your rear end went and got a little bigger. You're like, oh man. And you took another bite and your stomach got a little bigger. <laughs> okay. I don't think you'd finish the burger. Just saying, maybe you were really hungry, maybe you would. But if the consequences of that burger showed up immediately, it would be much easier to not eat the burger. Just saying. So back to the book by Charles Duhigg. He says the basal ganglia, that's in our brain, stores these habits for us. And once they're stored, we don't have to use the rational part of our brain to execute it. We're in automation mode and it happens very quickly. He says the process of making a routine into a habit is called chunking. And that the habit consists of three steps. The first of all, there's the cue. That's the trigger telling the brain to go in automatic mode. And then it follows the specific routine. Again, this could be good or bad. Now, probably what we're talking about now and what you're thinking about is probably bad and something you want to change. Then after the cue, you go into that routine. And it could be physical, mental, or an emotional behavior that follows automatically. It just starts happening. Then you get the reward. Basically, the positive result telling our brain, if this loop is worth memorizing, then it's good to have. Whether it's good or not, but that's the reward. The brain sees it as a reward. So habits are automated, but they don't dictate your destiny, your future. They can be changed. They can be ignored. And like I mentioned earlier, they can be replaced. So bottom line is old habits stay inside your brain. Remember the basal ganglia. There's your word or words of the day. They stay there until you develop 
and use new ones. To catch that, you develop and use the new ones, and those new ones become stronger, which cause the old ones to erode away. So I created a top 10 list for you. Well, maybe it's more 10 ways of getting the change to stick, developing new habits, solidifying your goals, and they're not necessarily in any order. The more of these you add, the more successful you're going to be this year to achieve your goals, to get those habits that you want, and to become the person that you want to become, getting that change to stick. So here we go. First one, and I've been having fun with this one, is when you first wake up every day, have a victory. You need a victory right when you wake up. It sets the tone for the day. It changes your attitude. It changes your demeanor. And you start off the day with the win, with the victory. You're like, what do you mean? Well, do 10 push-ups. And it doesn't have to be very complex. 10 push-ups every morning. Maybe it's just even making the bed or reading two pages of fill in the blank or listening to 10 minutes of personal development audio. What I've been doing, I mean, you read anywhere that cold showers are healthy. I just said my shower lasts 30 to 60 seconds all the way on cold. Okay? It's not the easiest thing. And it's not the hardest thing, but it's a victory every morning and it gets harder in the colder months. And the great thing about a cold shower is that you're never cold when you get out because the air temperatures feel so much warmer than it actually is. Pick one of those or pick something different. A quick victory every morning. Number two, be accountable to your new habits, to your goals, to somebody else. Have an accountability buddy. Somebody that you report to every day, every week, whatever it is, every month, you know you're going to report to this person and they're going to hold you accountable. And you can reciprocate with them, with their goals or what they're going to accomplish. I mean, meeting somebody on the corner every morning at 6 a.m. to jog, you know that they're waiting for you, that they expect you to be there. For both of you, increases that accountability and dramatically increases, the studies show, that you're going to do what you want to do. You've made that commitment. And do you know through the law of distance when the 12 laws of persuasion that when the brain makes a commitment, it usually keeps it, especially when there's social accountability or even joining a class and the instructor's looking for you or classmate is looking for you. You know that they will miss you. It makes a huge difference. That's number two. Number three, visualize. Now, I've always said the universe will not reward you physically until you see it mentally. That's true in the world of persuasion. And if somebody can't see themselves doing it, it's not going to happen. When you can mentally see it, taste it, touch it, feel it, it becomes real and it's easier to do. You can't accomplish something you can't see yourself doing or you don't believe that you can do. That is huge. Take Olympic athletes, for example. They've just won a gold medal. And the question is this. How many times have he visualized the win, the gold medal, before it happened? One, two. No, no, thousands of times to the point to where they won. It probably didn't surprise them because they've seen it so many times. So how do you do this? For most people, just visualizing that success, that habit before bed, seeing it happening, seeing the benefits. Some people like a vision board where they cut out pictures of everything they want. Or maybe it's a vision statement written down, their perfect day, what they're going to accomplish, what or who they are going to become, or all of the above if it's a challenge for you. Number four, in the study this week kind of alluded to this, it's easy to do. And let me add, easy not to do. I think a few weeks ago I mentioned the chocolate study that if you're trying to give up chocolate and it's on your desk, a bowl of chocolate, 
you're eating the whole thing. It's too easy. It's right there. If you put it in your bowl, the consumption goes down. You put it on the other side of the room, you have to walk to it, the consumption goes down. You put it in the break room, the consumption goes way down. You put it in somebody else's office, way down. You see what I'm saying? So make it easy not to do it. Get rid of it or easy to do it. Make it really simple, easy to do. So I do both of those. For example, easy to do. And this happened to me a few years ago. You know, going to the gym every morning. It's just a drive and getting there and the weather. You know, I didn't always go. I was pretty good. But when I moved the gym to my house, started exercising my house, and it was just downstairs in the basement, much easier to do, and I have a much higher success rate. Versus hard to do. Don't buy ice cream. If you're trying to lose weight, don't buy ice cream. Put it in the freezer just in case. If you have to make a special trip to get something you're craving... That little extra step doesn't guarantee, but dramatically increases the chances you're not going to do. It gives you a chance to think about it. Number five, your motivation. Now, as you know, there's only two motivators in life, inspiration and desperation. be called pleasure, pain, reward, or punishment. And you need to use both. You need to look at your habit, your goal, whatever you're trying to change, and look at the worst case scenario and best case scenario. If you're trying to lose weight, it could be any goal here, a desperation. What's the worst thing could happen? What is the fear? A dead heart attack stroke. Okay, there's the worst case. What's the best case scenario? Health, body of your dreams. You're going to attract the perfect person in your life, whatever it is. Hopefully most days is the best case scenario. But my message is, to simplify this, is you need to have both. We're always motivated by different things on different days. Use both the inspiration and desperation to motivate you. And that's based on the day. Number six, the way you talk to yourself or the way you say it. Let's talk about goals or any habit, the thing you want to change. Say in the present tense, I am 180 pounds. I am a millionaire. Saying in the present tense, saying it multiple times, programs your subconscious mind for success. It becomes real. For example, when I teach millionaire psychology and people start talking to themselves in present tense, I am a millionaire. I am a millionaire. And what happens with most people is your conscious brain says, no, you're not. You a millionaire? You're not talented enough to be a millionaire, and you can fill in the blanks there. And your conscious mind fights with you, and most people give up after a couple times. Oh, that's awkward. That didn't feel very good. No, 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 no. you got to keep saying it. And after a while, your conscious mind's going to quit fighting with you, and then your subconscious mind's going to accept it as truth, and it's going to find ways to make it happen. Present tense. Keep doing it. Keep saying it. It'll make a difference. Number seven, one you probably weren't expecting, is to serve others. Now, as Zig Ziglar, one of my favorite motivational speakers said, he says, the more people you help achieve their goals, the more people are going to help you achieve your goals. So there's a couple pieces here. When you're serving, helping others achieve their goals, they're going to help you achieve your goals. That's a big piece. Plus, even if they don't help you, when you serve and help others, A, it's the right thing. B, it puts you in a better state. You're more optimistic. You're happier. Your depression will start to erode away. Again, a better state. And when you're in a better state, you accomplish more. You achieve more. You're more influential. More people want to be around you. More people want to help you. This is a big piece that people forget about. Serving, helping others. It puts you in the right state, number one. And number two, they're probably going to reciprocate and help you achieve your goals somewhere down the line. So such a simple thing. Schedule it. Make it happen. Look for it. There are plenty of opportunities for you to go out and serve and help other people. Number eight, 
Face the fear. That's probably one of the reasons you don't have this habit. You're not achieving the goal. There's some fear there. Your goal here is to face that fear. Just think about it. Just face it. Just do it. Go back to what's the worst thing that can happen. And the more you do it, that fear starts to erode away. Start turning that fear into excitement. One big way to do this, it works for a lot of people, is you need to make the fear of not doing it greater than the fear of doing it. That fear of the heart attack, the fear of getting fired, the fear of losing your business, make that fear greater than what you need to do to not get there. Is that making 10 phone calls a day? Is it X amount of calories? Whatever it is, that's one way to do that. Number nine, beware of the ducks. <laughs> right, Kurt, what does that mean? Well, it's called getting all the ducks in a row. Not sure where that term comes from. If you do know, send me an email at Kurt at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. Would like to know. I don't know if it's a hunting term or what it is, but getting all your ducks in a row, it holds a lot of people back. See, procrastination, got to get all my ducks in a row. I got to learn more. got to do more. It's a form of fear. Like we just talking about fear. You've got to manage your expectations and realize that anything you try, any habit you're trying to develop, any new goal that you have, it's not going to be perfect the first day. There might be a few setbacks. There might be a few failures. That's okay. The first time you sang a song, tried a sport, did public speaking, it's not perfect. Manage your expectations. And I love the saying, it's better to have a crooked furrow than a field unplowed. <laughs> okay? Now, a furrow is one of those rows that you plow in a field to grow crops. Basically, they're saying, okay, you're not perfect, but a crooked furrow, it's not the best, but it's better than never plowing your field. Or as they say, ready, fire, aim. And that's in the right order. Get ready as much as you can. Fire, you didn't hit the target. All right, now you aim. Then you get to the fire. It's much faster. It's much quicker. Because if you're waiting for all your ducks in a row, until this happens, until the world gets better, fill in the blank, that's just a form of fear and that's not going to happen. Successful people take action no matter what. No excuses. And final one, number 10, keep the score. How do you know if you're winning, you're changing, you're accomplishing your goals if you don't keep the score? How do you know? Get an app and keep track of it. Maybe it's a wall chart. Maybe it's a scorecard on your bathroom mirror. Keep the score. Now, depending on the goal, it could be daily, weekly, and monthly. And the great thing about it is, A, you're seeing your success, but B, if you've had a bad day, you had you failed that week, that's okay because you could see the upward trend. Just like the stock market, it doesn't go up every day, there's ups and downs, but if it goes up most of the time, that's an upward trend. That's what you want with the change. That's what you want with your goals, your habits is an upward trend, all right? Didn't happen today, but you know what? The last eight days I made it, upward trend, that is what you are looking for. So I want to share those with you. I want to make sure this is your year. Make it happen. Hey, and I also want to give you a free gift to accelerate your success this year. It is my audio on the psychology of motivation. I spent years researching this, and I take a deeper dive into what we talked about today, the inspiration and desperation, those two areas. Well, there are actually four areas of motivation you need to master. You need to understand not only to motivate yourself, but to motivate other people. Just go to MaximizeYourInfluence.com and click on the latest podcast or the podcast titled The Science of Change. It's a free gift for you to make this your year to say thank you for listening, thank you for your kind emails, and thank you for making the world a better place. But wait, there's more. I always love saying that. Hey, if you're really serious, I've got a New Year's special. 
But you have to ask yourself, is this your year? And then I'm going to ask you, can I talk you out of it? And if you say, yes, this is not for you, but when you're feeling this is your year, listen up on the New Year's special. I'm going to give you four of my best-selling products and a bonus for 90% off. This is over $1,000 in value. You get my best-selling series on magnetic persuasion, which goes into each law of persuasion, how to apply it, how to use it. Then my audio is on persuasive presentations. What is that presentation formula to make sure you're not just presenting, but you're persuasive? How do you win over an audience? How do you handle the heckler? Then live for my three-day Power Negotiation Mastery Boot Camp, you're going to get the audios of that. We're going to the dirty deeds of unscrupulous negotiators, those dark tricks. Not to use them, but to be prepared for them. How do you detect deception? And of course, power tools of great negotiators. The membership to 111 Sales Hacks. These are three to four minute videos. You'll watch one a day, the science, what it is, how to apply it, very simple, more tools in your toolbox. In fact, to tell you a secret, I'm adding them all the time. There's a lot more than 111. And when you get the bundle, I will give you a coaching session with me to get the year started right. I can go over your persuasive presentation, ways to increase your influence, analyze your close rates. You get to pick my brain and I'm going to help you out. All in this new year's special. First come, first serve. Go to MaximizeYourInfluence.com. And let's make this your year. Let's get you more tools and take your life and your income to the next level. These skills matter. So please tell your family and friends about the podcast. Hit like, hit subscribe. Check us out on YouTube, Spotify, iHeart, and iTunes under Maximize Your Influence. So take one or two or three, whatever you need to do. Take something that you learned today. Not only for you, but the other people that you're trying to persuade to understand human psychology, why we do what we do. Do it. Make it happen and go out and persuade with power.